Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to a Thursday edition, Championship Week edition of the Best Bet Show. Presented by the Field 68, all made possible by Bet Rivers. I'm Matthew Cox. Jim Root will be joining me today. Kai McKeon will also be joining me. Actually, they're joining me right now. They're on the stream. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of hoop today. Uh, conference tournaments will be the crux of our chat mob discussions. Um, but because I'm officially a West Coast native at the moment, I tilted the outline heavily toward the West Coast, Best Coast. Um, so we'll get there here in a second with a four game pack 12, uh, part one of our outline. Um, but first off, Kai, how are you? What'd you learn last night? And we'll get to Jim here in a second to get back to the, uh, the program. Matt, I'm doing great here in the Midwest. Uh, three sec takeaways really quick. Mizzou comes back and wins another game. That's great. This is new territory for us as Mizzou fans. It feels fantastic to have a team that closes games out. Uh, number two, Vanderbilt. Their win at Kentucky keeps things a bit interesting for them as they kind of get closer to the bubble, still on the outside looking in, but makes it fun. Makes it fun for the bubble. And then Alabama, 0-3 now, ATS. Since the Miller news broke, it's affecting them, folks. It is. Jim, your takeaway. Yeah, seems like it. A couple bubble takeaways, Kai. Penn State keeping themselves in the mix a little bit with a road win at Northwestern. Utah State absolutely demolished UNLV on the road. Their numbers, metrics look like a tournament team map, but no Q1 wins. That's an issue. And then a, a surprising number, TCU beat Texas and Mike Miles had no field goals, zero, one point, and they still managed to top Texas. I, I, I still kind of think that Horn Frog team is legit. We'll see. We'll see what the draw looks like in March. Uh, back to you, Matt. 
Yeah, just a quick update. We got scores uh, right now. South Alabama up two with four to play in the tip off of the Sun Belt. We got Missouri Valley tipping off any second now. Um, any la- at the Horn Kai take on the the uh, Purple Panthers? And they may have just missed it for wagering. So I apologize if we have a, a winner that we give out that doesn't actually get in uh, placed in time. I leaned toward I leaned towards Northern Iowa. Um, if if Bowen Bourne's in, I have not checked the lineups. I assume he's playing. Lean their way. Playing? Jacobson's looked, uh, been in this Brian lineup. Jacobson's been in this tournament like 15 times. This is Peden's first. Good. So I, I think I lean towards the experience there. I agree. Uh, all right, let's head out west to, to my neck of the woods, Jimbo. A game that I was going to attend, but instead I will be sitting on the late night airwaves with you tonight on Sirius XM. Check us out tonight, by the way. A Sirius Fantasy Radio on channel 52? 87. 87? Not, not even close. close. Okay. <laughs> um, otherwise, it's 52. <laughs> He's done two shows already. But Sirius 52 is a good station, too, I guess. Check that one out. Um, All right, we're talking UCLA-Arizona State. The uh, obvious narrative here is Arizona State off that crazy um, half-quarter win to knock off off Arizona, their in-state rival, which puts them on the right side of the bubble, according to many bracketologists. Jim, how do you break down this handicap from the fact that Arizona State basically has two regular season tilts left tonight against UCLA? over the weekend against USC to really solidify their at-large case. Does that matter at all to you in this handicap, I guess? Um, a little bit. I think it's going to be tough to blow them out because of that. It, I, I think they know how important the metrics are. Even if they get down 15, that's not a rollover and die situation. Not a, oh, let's figure it out on Saturday type of mode, which is kind of the typical Oregon Ducks strategy. Just cash in Thursday and, and figure it out Saturday. So I think this is a little bit too high, Matthew, at 12. There is the emotional letdown possibility, but at this stage of the season, I have a hard time putting much stock in that. That's more middle of February doldrums, having to do a bunch of travel. But late in the year here, Arizona schools versus L.A. schools, really excited we get this uh, to close out the Pac-12 season, the best four teams really uh, in the league. So, yeah, Matt, I, I think it's a little too high. I like Arizona State, 11 and a half or 12. Yeah, it's a ginormous game for the Devils. Matt mentioned... Uh, they they are in the inside of bracket matrix now inside the field to win here. I would say they're pretty much in um, the resume really isn't that bad. And that Texas Southern loss, it's really the only true uh, ugliness on, on the resume. Otherwise it's pretty solid comparative to compared to most bubble teams. UCLA is still not to interrupt your flow. Kai, I have a question for yes. your bracketology standpoint. Yes. Do you think there's a chance they would not punish somebody like Arizona state for that particular bad loss to, so as to not discourage playing HBCUs in the future? No, I don't think they're thinking that ahead, Jim. Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's too, well, conspiracy theory, maybe, but I I don't think so, no. Uh, UCLA can still get a one seed, by the way. Um, Their their record is pristine. They haven't lost since January 26th. Arizona State, reminder, led game one by six between UCLA and Arizona State with 11 minutes to go. Lost by 12. UCLA pretty much just hit the gas pedal and and got away from them. The Sun Devils are are an interesting dog team because they can hang with anybody with their shot making ability and they have a lot of athleticism, but their high variance makes them pretty hard to trust. And UCLA is about as steady a team as you can imagine. Um, I kind of think the Bruins pick them apart tonight, piece by piece, Matthew, but I agree with Jim. The spread is a bit too high. Yeah, it's too high. I kind of remember that game where UCLA was laying, was it 15 or 14 on the opener to USC and the market just destroyed that down to 10 UCLA got it really big, but then USC came back and, and closed the margin. I think USC is a little better than Arizona State. So just looking at that handicap, apples to apples, I guess you could argue the lines about, you know, about right with this sitting at 12. 
UCLA off that massive mountain performance last weekend. Super impressive. Um, I, I do lean toward Arizona State, but I'm not looking to bet a uh, you know a, a beaten into number here. It's been bet down two points from the opener, especially against a UCLA team who I respect. Uh, Hurley um, versus Cronin, three, three, and one against the spread. Nothing in the coach history. Interesting. Uh, we'll stay here in La La Land, Kai. USC hosting Arizona, that same team we just talked about on the other end of that buzzer beater. Uh, did they get off the mat tonight here against a USC team who I told y'all was good, and they're playing really good lately. They got Dixon Waters back. They got Josh Morgan back. Um, look at their results. They are awfully feisty, um, well, more than feisty the last few weeks. I think they're a real threat in the tournament, um, and I think they win tonight. I do. I'm kind of selling this Arizona wow. team. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, man. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Arizona, I unhinged. I'm unhinged. That, I'm unhinged. That, that shocking Arizona State, like 60-foot buzzer beater, that's kind of sent Arizona to the brink of the two three line. There's a pretty clear divide between the twos and the threes in bracketology. I mean, it's a it's a pretty clear line, but another loss here would make things more interesting. And, and maybe you could argue they, they should be a three if this happens. USC's on the cut line. A win here likely secures a bid. They've won and covered four straight since getting swept by the Oregon schools, to Matt's point. <clears throat> They've done very well lately. Um, Arizona crushed them in game one, though. I think their size is a bit of a shock to USC, who who's used to towering over everybody. And frankly, Arizona size is just better across the board. They, they do what USC does, and they do it better. So the line feels short to me. I don't respect USC's home floor. I've been there. It's nothing much. They're eight and seven against the spread there. I, I lean towards the Cats at minus two. Yeah, I'm with you, Kai. Boo, Matt. Let's get up Matt. on them. Uh, definitely like Arizona here. Prefer them. Uh, very astute point on the size. Every team in this conference is huge, and Arizona actually has the the best big men of the bunch. So you just got to get decent guard play. I, I, I'm not going to throw out the Arizona State game, but they definitely should have won, if not for a, a fluky buzzer beater. And that's a rivalry game, so it maybe toss it out a bit. Look, look what happened when UCLA and USC get together. Really strange results there, too. Mm-hmm. So not taking that too far. Um, definitely impressed with USC trip to the mountains. Matt, you mentioned UCLA taking care of business over there. I thought USC would drop one for sure, and they didn't. Uh, really, really tough trip there, and they took care of business. The line's probably okay, but I just, from a gut sense, Matt, I, I like the Wildcats, and sub three, I would be okay with a, maybe a small dabble on it. Uh, on the total real quick, as some people in the chat mentioning they like the under. I agree, and Jim, you talk about how every team in this conference is big. It's been a really good under league all-conference season. I don't have the exact uh, record in front of me, but I think if you tally that up, if you just bet every under in this conference so far, you would be profitable, and I think that size uh, matters. Actually, I like the under in both these LA-based games tonight. Um, harkening back to the game we just talked about at the onset. Uh, let's head to the Pac Northwest. Washington hosting Washington State. Uh, the Washington State Cougars, Kai, my Cougars, uh, the Fighting Wazoos, as I've called them before, have won five in a row. No one's talking about them, of course, because um, their record's kind of an eyesore, fifteen and fifteen. Another year where Kyle Smith has a really good team, but the outright record just doesn't quite stack up. They are healthier. I think that explains why they're playing better. Um, the current number is Washington uh, State minus one and a half. So short road favorite here in mm-hmm. Seattle. What do you like? Yeah, this game means nothing. I'm disappointed that you included these next two games in the outline, Matthew, instead of the A-Sun semifinals. It's sad the way you I, know, I made a decision majors. on purpose. I want to get into the fair doing the in the chat mob part. So Horrible. When you're the host. You can choose your own outline as you feel, but I'm the host. So I'll do whatever I want. Horrible. I'm unhinged. Uh, yeah, you're right. Wazoo's been, you're right, you're unhinged, but Wazoo's been quietly hot lately. You're right. Um, too little, too late for the tournament. They're not making it as that large. 
Um, maybe they make a surprise run in the, in the Pac-12 tourney. Uh, these teams didn't play too long ago. Wazoo held off Washington by five in the last game. They rebounded very well against the zone, grabbed 40% of their misses. I think Wazoo's way better. I think this line is short, and I and I buy the current form that I'm seeing from Washington State. So minus one and a half, I would lean towards the Cougars. I do too, Kai. I think maybe there's a chance that Washington either has the rally of we've got to save Mike Hopkins job or the inverse of now, this is kind of over. That's what we saw mostly from Ole Miss in, in weeks before Kermit Davis's dismissal, wondering if maybe we're going to have that. Hint, also a potential angle on the next game on the outline. Uh, I was surprised to see Kyle Smith only three and four against the spread against Hopkins. My perception is that he would own him. He's a much better coach in my mind, but that has not been the case so far. But given the the setup, as Matt said, we have a healthy team for Washington state, not banged up like they've been at times. That's when they've underperformed. I do like the Cougars travel is eh, whatever, but, uh, Oh, and Matt, I have the update on your, uh, pack 12 unders. They are the strongest Good. under conference in the country. 49 about and that, 61. Kai? about that for data uh, for to the over. So 61 and 49 Good job. unders are winning by an average of two points, 55 and a half percent this year. Love it. God, I like when data backs up my anecdotes. Um, yeah, nothing else to add here. I like Wazoo. It slightly no official play, but that is where I lean. Uh, last Pac-12 game before we get to chat, Matt Rowell, we will cover all those conference tournament questions. Uh, Oregon State hosting Stanford. Jim, I'll throw it right back to you for that uh, parallel you were alluding to in the Washington State-Washington breakdown. Um, Stanford laying five on the road against the Beavers, who are young. They can be oddly feisty. Um, talent-wise, there's no comparison between these two teams, but I think the coaching discrepancy is what uh, you know narrows the gap to a degree. Feels like a real vintage Pac-12 after dark. Who the heck knows? Throw your hands up. So it's the hardest of stayaways for me. What do you lean here? Yeah, I'm not going to bet it, not going to watch it. Um, I, these teams are just so uninteresting to me at this stage of the season. W- what I will say, Matt, is yeah, being a super youthful team at Oregon State, they just lost on a buzzer beater to their cross-state rival Oregon in a big game potential letdown for for a younger team probably offset by the coaching edge of of tinkle over Hass. um Hass is actually six and four against the spread against tinkle though so maybe that uh, is out the door or has been baked into previous lines covering by an average of four a game so when he covers he actually covers pretty emphatically against these beavers again kai i just don't have any interest in these teams i don't know what their mindsets are at this late in the year with nothing really to play for yeah, this game means even less than the than the Apple Cup up there. Um, Stanford's season's been brutal. Um, the Beavers are trying to stay within the top 200 in Kimpum. Stanford won game one by 21. It's hard to lose by 21 to Stanford, especially in a 62-possession game. I, like, like you guys said about unders, I would lean towards the under in this game. Um, neither team plays very fast. They both They both slow it down. Neither team is very potent offensively. Stanford has a major edge in the glass. They have more size and they can also shoot. Believe it or not, Stanford's a pretty good shooting team and that's good against the weird beaver zone. They'll probably throw out here. Um, Can't lay points. I think though, with with the tree on the road. No, thank you. I lean towards Oregon state on the number. That's the angle you could get me to Kai's the under. I I can't get there on the side with either of these teams. Yeah. Yeah. It's been bet down two points, which is fairly no or significant on a 131 point total. But uh, yeah, again, back to that Pac-12 under theme. Um, let's go to chat mob route one. Uh, good to see Eve, our guy, entering the chat. So let's get to his questions early. Uh, I'd like that's my only request to the czar. Um, but uh, let's get to it. 
I don't know what you just said. Uh, I'm going to start with Wichita. In the chat, our guy Eve. Eve's our favorite chat mobber. He's got questions. Let's get to those oh, first. That's Eve. No, Eve. our favorite chat mobber. We don't have a favorite chat mobber, Matt. We love them all equally. They're no, uh, I don't even. I, think, I have favorites. I have favorites. I'm not even sure he asked a question. I think he just said, "Go, go, Eve." Um, Michael, go, Wichita hey. and Houston. From Michael here, huge spread, obviously, Jim. But do you fade the Cougars? Uh, I'm not going seventeen-ish point spread. They are rolling of late. Um, I saw a support for them in the first half. I sort of buy that. Wichita's actually been relatively feisty. Also, I've talked about the Wichita over trend. I think it's like nine of their last 10 or something have gone over. It's it's very, very strong. This total's been bet up. I would lean that way. They've actually weirdly been an over team, but uh, Houston are nothing on the side, over nothing on the total for me. From Matthew, Matthew, a big West showdown between Santa Barbara and UC Davis. Santa Babs still in play for that one seed. They need to win this game, though. Your thoughts? Yeah, that explains the money, I think, from minus two and a half on the road. Yeah, yeah, up to minus two and a half from minus one. Also, injury question marks for UC Davis, I believe. So I think put those together, that explains the money. I don't like UC Santa Barbara as much as others do. So I'm not going to trust them, even though they have a pretty clear-cut motivational edge. And they are the more talented team here. Jim, staying in the in the Big West, another huge game here. Uh, UC Irvine at UC Riverside. Irvine, one-point favorite on the road. I think if Riverside wins this game, they pretty much lock up the Big West. Your thoughts? Yeah, because they swept UC Santa Barbara. Uh, yeah. They'd have to beat Cal Poly on the road to end the year and avoid dropping that one. Uh, but this is enormous. These two teams are tied for first. Clearly uh, no incentive advantage on either side. Uh, I don't have a lot matchup-wise, but uh, Kyle Owens has still been out for Riverside. They've seemed to right the ship and figure things out without him, but it isn't enough to move the needle at this stage. I guess Eileen Irvine, I think they got in a, a couple of tough spots last week, particularly the at Hawaii 40 hours, 48 hours right after playing on the mainland, but uh, I don't have anything super emphatic. In the A-Sun, yes, semifinal basketball today in the A-Sun East Kentucky, Liberty, uh, this is at Liberty, 12.5 point spread. Uh, I, I liked Eastern Kentucky, 12.5. I think that's a huge number for a semifinal game, double digits. EKU beat Liberty once this year. Yeah. If you're going to beat Liberty, you better be athletic, and EKU is very athletic. They are the worst three-point shooting team in the A-Sun, which is worrisome, but they've shot 41% against Liberty in two games this year. Something seems to work. They also have good shooters. They just have not shot the ball very well. Um, I like EKU, 12.5 there. Feels too high. Young team getting a lot better, playing really well. I mean, they just demolished North Alabama. They did indeed. Matthew, you get Temple and UCF. Basically a pick them at Temple. Uh, I like Temple. I keep reading into the uh, Aaron McKee quotes on a Khalif battle. Sounds like he's just not part of the team. I know they have some other injury question marks as well. That's my only concern. Um, at Temple at home, um, th- that's my lean here. Nothing profound. I, I don't bet this game. Uh, all right, next next game is Oakland and Northern Kentucky. Jim Horizon tournament action. Why did you give me that question? Horizon tournament action. Matthew, you get Oakland, NKU six and a half point spread. A little bit big. This is a neutral site, by the way. I'm Matt. I love uh, Oakland. I texted Grant Campy last night. Actually, by the way, I'll, I'll have you. Um, <laughs> pretty crazy that two of their best players will be getting surgery like the day after they lose their last game. Like they are really the walking wounded, but they've had some time off to prepare or to rest, re- recover. They won't be healthy, but they'll be healthy enough, I think, to keep this within seven. I love my Grizz tonight. Um, they also play against zone every day in practice because they play zone. I think it kind of gives them magic against other Kentucky. Um, I love the Grizz. Just Did keep riding respond? the wave. 
Did he respond to you? Yeah, that's what he told me. He gave me the update on their uh oh. uh who are the two guys getting surgery? It's Town is Towson and um I don't know, is it Watts? Who's the other more? one? Is this public I knowledge? I think it's Watts. <laughs> or he just tell you Yeah, this? no, I think he's talked about it, but he he, okay, he confirmed with me uh in the in our little text here. So yeah. Well it's not like he just beat him by nine uh at Oakland. Another good angle. Yeah, I like that oh, angle too. I, I like that angle for Northern Kentucky. I think they're better. And Rocket Watts played in that game and he is a net negative. Yeah, he's not good. It's Spread okay. does feel a bit high for a tournament game, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Jim, the Valley, back to you. Opening round, Valpo, Murray State, one-point spread, Murray minus one. It's very funny. If you track these teams over the year, this spread would have been five <laughs> in like January, uh, mid-January, but things have changed. Your thoughts here? Uh, I will I'll credit Mr. Stuckey for the stat. He texted me, Valpo, I believe, is 0-7 in one possession or OT games. Murray State is 6-0 and in one possession or OT games. Wow. Both meetings between these two went to OT during the season. Murray State won both of them. I kind of lean towards Valpo. Mm. I feel like some of that is luck. I don't think they're that disastrously coached. Like, Lodic is awesome, but they're playing better. So, slightly into Valpo, but I don't know. You could see Murray trending back up to where they were in the non-conference when they were actually really, really solid, uh, and they, they tailed off and they stunk on the road. So I very have a, of a split mind in that game. Big money on Valpo. Wow. Down to minus. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have a huge opinion on that one. They have the best two players on the floor, arguably. So not a bad lean. All right. Let's go back to the rundown guys. I got the rest of the chat questions holstered. Uh, let's do it. We're staying. I'm uh, no, sorry. We're not. We're going back to the Midwest gym. Uh, we'll t- let's talk buzz cut badger basketball. Uh, Wisconsin hosting Purdue. Um, you know, at this point, what is what are Wisconsin's at large hopes? Um, obviously, a win tonight against Purdue would certainly help them uh, demonstrably. Just don't think they can compete. I know the Cole Center can be a house of horrors. It just hasn't been uh, as much this season. Um, although Purdue is kind of reeling themselves, Jim. This is kind of a really tough handicap for me. I stayed away. Nothing profound. Your thoughts? Yeah, Chucky Hepburn's questionable. I have been told by sources, not as sourced as Matt, this isn't straight from the coach's mouth, but that he is going to play. Who knows how close he is going to be to full health? How much does he really matter? I mean, he matters because their bench stinks. I think that's probably why uh, he's not some super all-star, but if he's out there, that certainly helps. Uh, Wisconsin's past month, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, would be due for a win by that uh, algorithm. If you care about it, it the Temple Seesaw. Really, I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's not really terribly predictive. Uh, Purdue also has been bad on the road against the spread. So I'm not really excited about laying more than a possession with them. Um, but I think it'd be Purdue or nothing for me here, Kai. I, I just don't trust this Wisconsin team. I think they're bad. And I, I, yeah. I do think Purdue is better than what they've showed lately. Yeah. Despite all the Badgers' good wins, um, it's kind of hard to see them getting in if they drop this game. They'd be 16 and 13. Assuming they beat Minnesota, finish 17 and 13, it'll be close. If you lose game one in the tournament, Big Ten tournament, you're 17 and 14. I don't think that really gets them there. Um, if they win, though, it's yet another Q1 win, and it's going to be really hard to keep them on, on the outside unless they have a disaster against Minnesota. Matt's right. Purdue has struggled recently. They're in danger of falling off the one line. Um, they have the Big Ten wrapped up, or at least a share of it. I, I think they're out right now, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe uh, it's maybe still in danger them, of a share. Michigan's got a tough okay. road schedule. Yeah, another loss, like I said, though, could knock them off the one seed line. They're two and four against the spread and straight up the last six games. I just don't really know how Wisconsin scores. They they kind of force a square peg into a round hole. You're not going to get much inside here in the paint. You have to basically hit threes, and they're not great at that. And no matter what defense they throw at Edie, they're not stopping them. 
the Badger perimeter isn't athletic. They're not going to bother freshman guards. Um, I, I lean towards Purdue minus format, even though they're on the road. I do too. Everyone and their mother likes Purdue here. I think technically it's actually a pretty fair line at minus four, um, but just my gut screams Purdue. I, I know Wisconsin won their last few home games. I think they just caught Michigan and Iowa right before they got going. Um, maybe I'm cherry picking or moving that goalpost and I should be giving more credit to Wisconsin, but I just don't think this team's that good. I stubbornly believe that. And we'll see what bears out tonight. All that said, I've uh, lost plenty of penny this year betting against Big Ten home teams. So I've, uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. Let's say the Big Ten, Jim. We're going to Illinois, who is hosting Michigan, as we just discussed, a team that is making a late surge for a potential at-large push, um, who got that big OT win against the Badgers on Sunday. Illinois, uh, some funny uh, news clippings about Matthew Meyer and his uh, caffeine-induced uh, injury, we'll call it, but he is playing today, uh, hopefully caffeinated and well-energized. He is key to this team right now. I think Illinois at home minus five in the spot feels cheap. I like the Illini quite a bit here. Ah, good for you for trusting the Illini. I I don't know what we're going to see with them. They are very, very whack-a-mole in terms of effort. I believe it was, I think it was Robbie Hummel on the covers that said they're allergic to driving. Like they just don't get in the lane. Like they they play five out, but nobody really tries to do anything. And then it ends up being isolation ball late in the clock and they, they can't shoot. Um, that kind of works or, or doesn't work against Michigan works for Michigan because their pick and roll coverage stinks, but Illinois isn't like a super heavy pick and roll team and hasn't been prolific in it this year. I actually lean towards Michigan, Matt. I, I think they're playing a little better in Illinois. It's just so, so erratic. Who knows what you're getting on a Meyer. Uh, lean Michigan, but I'm I'm not betting it. And another Big Ten road team won't do it, Kai. Um, yeah, M- Michigan's making a legit run, man. Won six of the last eight. A, a win here on the road, Q1. Get some closer to the dance. If they do it again at Indiana, could finish second in the Big Ten. Rack up another Q1 win. It'd be close. Um, they could make it in the tournament for sure still. Illinois, safe in the dance, but still playing for their Big Ten tourney seed. Hopefully Meyer has recovered from his caffeine poisoning. Buddy, what are you doing? I, I mean... I have no words for this. The video is hilarious. Gaming's live, baby. Five monsters in a row. What are you doing? Gamers, <laughs> gamers play all night. I what don't understand. I, I can't. The thought process just doesn't even compute. Those are that. super bad for you, let alone five of them. Come on, man. <laughs> You're a college athlete. I just can't believe these kids are so stupid. Anyways, uh, Epps probably out for Illinois. I don't know if he matters a whole lot in this game. Jet Howard, his status is in the air. Michigan, though, 2-0 against the spread. Last two games without Howard. He takes bad shots. Maybe they actually figured something out here. The spread, I think, is right yeah. around five. Uh, I, I lean towards Michigan, actually. I think they figured something out without Howard. Illinois has bodies throw Dickinson. Usually has a strong home court. But like Jim said, I can't trust him, man. So I'm staying away or lean towards Michigan. Yeah, you saw that home court get punked, Kai. I saw him get punked. Yeah, I did. I did indeed. Michigan got Terrence Howard. Sorry, Terrence Williams back last few games. That matters. <laughs> Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Williams and Terrence Howard. Terrence Ter- yeah, we'll just kind of <laughs> fuse them into different uh, yeah. whatever. But uh, Joey Baker, I'll start. Like, Joey Baker is actually a solid role player, like can defend and, and make shots. I, I've never understood why he doesn't play that much with this team. He doesn't really have a lot of depth. But um, so, yeah, I'm with Kai. I think they can. Michigan's not going to drop off too much without Jed Howard. I think they've proven that the last two games. Uh, all right, let's head back west. We got two WCC tournament tilts to conclude our outline here. We'll start with my best bet. I'll just kick it off right now. We're riding the waves. Pepperdine, minus two against Pacific. Lorenzo Romar has been a WCC tournament monster. I think there's something to that, like not overly fluky in terms of randomness of results. Lots of talent, underachieve. 
hit the reset button for a new season. I think these guys who are often fringe pro level prospects, especially this year, they have legit two potential first rounders, um, you know, use this kind of Vegas or lean stages, like a, you know, launching pad to their NBA draft off season. Um, and I just think talent tends to play well in conference tournaments, especially in the first round. There's not a ton of time to prepare for these early slated conference tournaments. I like the waves here. I know Pacific's playing better, but uh, I think Romar continues that trend, Kai. Yeah, they have all the talent in the world. We've said it all season. And and maybe, maybe they take this conference tournament as a reset and, and think of it as a, as a new season. It's like, hey, we're talented enough to make a run in this tournament. Why not? We have two NBA guys on our freaking team. I mean, they do have the talent. Um, maybe it's enough motivation here. Matt, like you said, Romar, last season was his first um, opening round loss in the WCC tournament. For whatever reason, he's had good players. Let's probably put it that way. Um, they've done pretty well in this tournament. Pacific beat Pepperdine twice this year. One of them was close. One of them wasn't. Pepperdine defensively is really hard to trust. But again, maybe they kind of lock in here, get um, get set defensively. I do tend to lean towards a reset for Pepperdine, Jim. I do think they win. I think the line's appropriate. I'll lean towards Pep- uh, Pepperdine. Yeah, I'm going to get wavy. I'm going to get wavy here. I'm with I'm with Matthew's best bet. Malibu. Hey, Matt, hey, Matt who's the worst offense in the WCC? It might be Pepperdine. It's Pepperdine. It's crazy. Yeah. Got they take terrible players. shots. Horrific shots. shots. I mean, they just live 17 feet away. Uh, You'd hope that the raised stakes of this event would maybe get them to focus a little bit, not just like a nonchalant pull up from 17 feet with no pass. I'm a little surprised they're favored, but um, yeah, I mean, given the the historical Pacific beat them twice, Pepperdine barely did not score over a point per possession in either of those games, which is weird considering Pacific's defense. But again, that goes back to Pepperdine's offense not being that strong. I'm leaning with you here, Matthew. I haven't officially bet it, but maybe uh, you give me a nudge off mic uh, after the show here and I'll join you. Good. Thank you for riding along. Uh, Let's conclude with our final WCC uh, opening round game tonight. Portland is playing San Diego in holy money. Everyone is betting on the pilots. Yeah, my God. I checked who was coaching this game, and I certainly understand why you would bet <laughs> on Portland here. Um, that said, I, I like San Diego at five and a half. I think it's gotten absolutely out of control. Yeah. Uh, I believe um, what's his face is supposed to play tonight for San Diego. Eric um, Williams. There are nine different players you could be talking about. I think Eric Williams is supposed to play. <clears throat> That's the one I've. Uh, I'll be right. There's too many players in my lost track. Chat mob straighten me out. One of you straighten me out. I like San Diego. I don't care who plays six. Really? Kai take. Uh, yeah. Kim made it too. So I think five and a half is a touch high here. Um, and like Pepperdine, San Diego's got a lot of talent, man, a lot of talent. Um, they might be even worse defensively than Pepperdine. So that's kind of a concern. Portland swept the series. They scored 1.21 and 1.29 points per possession against San Diego in those games. San Diego just can't stop them. And yeah, the, the coaching mismatch couldn't be any higher. Legans versus Lavin, get out of here. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a chasm between those two X's and O's wise. Um, both teams come in on losing streaks. Portland's lost four. San Diego's lost five in a row. Again, I think five and a half is too much, Jim, but I think Portland wins the game. Kai, what did you say with the points per possession by Portland against San Diego? 1.21 and 1.29. I, I bet they score 1.3 today. I'll I'll make oh, that side wager. I think they absolutely blitz this horrific defense. It, it is like kind of an effort thing, but also just like they don't have any sort of a plan to take away what another team wants to do. Every San Diego game you watch, it's like, well, look, the, the team that wants layups gets layups. or the team that wants open corner threes, it gets open corner threes. And Portland's offense is, is beautifully orchestrated. I think they use this as a reset a little bit. I think down the stretch... Yeah. 
that it was a team that had been banged up really badly in the middle of league play with injuries, and they just tailed off, weren't able to finish. Uh, I bet on them against Pacific in the finale, obviously lost that. Uh, but I'm riding with them again today, even at five and a half. I still lean the pilots. I know it's well above that Ken Palm spread, but I'm uh, I'm a Portland man today. Yeah, Jim, you said this preseason. Portland was a team that was probably um, destined to be a little bit overvalued because of how highly they, how quickly they shot up the you know metrics, rankings, whatever you want to say. Last year had a real gaudy start. They had an awesome start to the non-conference with the MTU. Is like they were just on the verge of kind of you know combusting from a value perspective. They clearly did that. The injuries made that worse. I'm kind of with you on maybe there's a there's a little bit of upswing here in the final couple of games that they can get this win tonight. But God. Five and a half, six is just too many. I'm sorry. It's a steep um, price. I, I, I agree. A, it is no bargain. Back to chat mob. We go for round two, Jimbo. Round oh, two. Kaibo. Kaibo. Hi. Sorry. Kaibo. Thank you. Jim, Kaibo, Kaibo. Pete, Jim, Jets Pete asks, do you prefer Navy or Army today? What's the better bet in the Patriot League? Um, I prefer neither of them against the spread, which is crazy. <laughs> you know I'm a troop man. but Big spread, Navy American. Seven point spread in that game. Yeah, it was like nine yesterday. People got all over that one, unsurprisingly. Um, I saw somebody, it might have been Jets Pete himself, joking about home in this conference and the fact that it shouldn't matter and what the spread was previously. Navy is playing a lot better, so maybe there's something to that. But I also, Boston's a very veteran team, did not play well down the stretch. Uh, I trust them a little bit more against Army, who I think starts two freshmen or, or two freshmen in their top six. So lean to the Terriers. Lean to the Eagles, but I won't bet against the troops myself. Matt, you get SMU in Memphis. Memphis is a six and a half point favorite on the road. The Kendrick Davis Bowl. Thoughts? I like Memphis. I know everyone's thinking this is going to be a look ahead uh, spot for the Tigers who play Houston. However, my take is I think they just roll SMU. Um, I think the revenge angle from Davis is real in this matchup. And Memphis is probably already in. Like they win this game, lose to Houston. Aren't they probably in anyway? Like I don't think they need the Houston win to get in. Obviously, they feel better no, about they it, don't. but they need to take care of business tonight. I think they do. Yes. So I actually yeah. like Memphis. Yeah, it's uh, nine and Ken Palm. I, I I think it's a bit of a, a bargain. I know Kennedy's out for the year for <clears> Memphis, but Davis is what matters. Uh Jim, you get a, a swack matchup. Usually this oh. is Matt's territory. Southern is minus 10 against Alabama State. Thoughts. Alabama State. Southern is bad yeah down the stretch. they're falling um, they're, they've been playing really really poorly of late barely got by florida a m kyle you said swack i didn't think i'd have a take but i actually have a strong <laughs> i southern i think is i, I knew you would yeah. uh matt you get cosa matchup here middle tennessee on the road at north texas north texas favored by seven probably can't get there as an at-large to the tournament but still some games left for the uh cusa tourney your thoughts uh, hard to stay awake. The line's about right. Some money on the over, shockingly, in our Texas game. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. This is a tough one to bet. Don't bet the CUSA before the tournament. This feels like these are weird motivational angles. I can't really pick pick out anything here. So nothing for me. Horizon games are neutral at home. Horizon or home? Uh, I think this is the last at home round. Then Indianapolis. And then they go neutral for semis. Yep. So Wright State Gym is at Milwaukee, and they're two point favorites. Thoughts. Big rivalry. Rather, rather surprising, but Milwaukee is another team that kind of tailed off late. Um, I don't know uh, what's what's the key guy that's been out. Um, Markeith Browning. Ooh, I don't Milwaukee. think they're yeah, going to get him back, and they have been uh, a different team without him. I actually do lean Wright State here, a team that's been very, very good in this event under Nagy. Matthew from Matthew. 
Big 10 Rutgers on the road at Minnesota minus eight and a half is Rutgers. Fun fact, Minnesota is the only Big 10 team outside of the top 100. And they're also the only one outside the top 200. That's Minnesota this season. What do you think? Eight and a half point spread. Yeah, you're setting me up for a Rutgers lane, which I guess I do. But Rutgers laying points on the road in the Big Ten. Laying a lot. At, with, 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 with a shell of its right. Yeah, it's don't bet this game. Next. Skip. There's a chance <laughs> Rutgers found the thing that they needed with Derek Simpson. Like completely took over second half against Penn State. They need that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to keep a close eye yeah, on that. Point. Jim, Antoine Davis. He and his team are at Youngstown. Nine points spread for the Penguins. The all-time scoring record on the line. Who do you got? I'm looking to see what the total is done here. It's been bet down five points, which is a little bit surprising to me. Interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. So I, I'm kind of pushing back against the market in that regard. Uh, on the spread perspective, I do think Detroit competes a little bit too. Youngstown has been the best team in the league. Like no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But I think the Titans kind of hang around here. You get a big, big Antoine Davis game, and he sets the record as well. Matt, you get a MEAC game, Norfolk on the road at Howard, minus two Norfolk. If they win, they're the MEAC champions. I guess if Howard wins, they're the MEAC champions. So championship game on the line. Yeah, a lot, to, a lot right. And I feel like we kind of swept the zone on the rug here. Uh, Jim's crossing his fingers because he needs the bison to prevail. Is that correct? No, you're, you're Norfolk. No, he needs guy. the Spartans. You're Norfolk. This is Sparta, Matthew. How dare you? Uh, money agrees with you, Jimbo, or at least they're on your side. Uh, Norfolk off the insane comeback win. Tough spot, though, I think. Comeback um, loss. Comeback, comeback loss. loss, sorry. So maybe actually a good spot because they're going to be pissed off about that, right? Yep. And Joe Bryant and Dana Tate missed that game, but they were suspended. They're back for this one. Yeah, uh, makes a ton of sense. Jim, Sunbelt game from Pat. Arkansas State and Troy. Troy is minus eight and a half. Neutral floor. Pensacola. I don't love Troy laying bigger numbers i think they're just a monster underdog under scott cross but eight and a half feels a little bit high to me in that game uh matthew in the patriot loyola maryland and colgate you love these big double digit huge dogs in conference tournaments they're 17 point dogs against uh colgate the best team in the league yeah, but Colgate's a different beast. I actually like the over here. Uh, I think if these games get a little bit out of hand, just kind of opens up second half, and uh, I think there's a ton of points. Neither team can stop the other. A little worried about pace, but I think this is a highly efficient output from both teams. And Jim, we're ending in the A-Sun from a question, or excuse me, with a question from Ray. Lipscomb, Kennesaw State. Lipscomb, four-and-a-half-point dogs at Kennesaw. Your thoughts? Kennesaw has been really good, but I, I kind of lean Lipscomb on that number. Um, yep. Kai, it's so weird how much Asadula has gone to the backseat on that team. Yes. Usage is down like 10%. Ognasevich, first team all, a, a son, Asadula, yeah. nothing. It's, it's like kind of helped them, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's another feisty competitive one like Kennesaw's quarterfinal game was. Um, they're not, they're not going to run teams off like Liberty can. So I, I actually kind of lean Lipscomb there. I do too. All right, best bets time. Jim, you're first. Hey, let's get old like that island in the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Old Dominion, minus four and a half for me here. Uh, maybe a, a hair high, but they got Emo Essien back in the finale. Gives them another ball handler. Uh, I just think they're they're playing really well. Like down the stretch, beat Marshall, beat Southern Miss at home, the top two teams in the league, uh, and actually won a few road games as well. And I just don't think Texas State's very good. They've been beat up all season. Haven't been a great Sunbelt tournament team in the past, even when they've won the league. And now you've got a, a much more middling version here. Uh, I will ride with the Monarchs and the way they are trending here. Matthew. 
I took him to Jim. Let's go Monarchs. Um, yeah, the Waves. Romo and the squad, NBA pros. Let's just play like the talent that we have. What do you say today, guys? Huh? You know, do or die. Stakes are high. Let's just play accordingly. That's my take. Minus two, Pepperdine. Kai, Hugh. Simo minus one is my best bet. Um, much better team than Tennessee State, in my opinion. I, I also trust them a lot, a lot more than Tennessee State. A very erratic team. They should get endless trips to the free throw line. They're, they have the number one free throw attempt rate in the league. Tennessee State fouls more than any other team in the conference. Simo also is going to force a lot of turnovers. Um, not a great ball handling team, Tennessee State. Simo very good defending out there on the perimeter. Simo minus one. Back to Matt. That's all we got today. Thanks for joining, everyone. We'll be off tomorrow. Back again on Saturdays. Ben at 1015 Central, M15 Eastern, 815 Pacific. Until then, winners only. And uh, come back and join us on the weekend. Take care. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.